Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. This week, I have got another amazing guest with me. She has her own self-love and wellness academy, as well as being a life and self-love coach. So please give it up for Claudia from Claudia Sabine Wellness. Claudia, how are you? Hi, I'm great. This is amazing. I'm super excited. I know, I love this. Like, (laughs) I'm just going to like fill in the blanks for people that, that don't really know how we met and stuff like that. But I went to that event in London and I think it was on the, the first morning I went downstairs and I was just like, I was really, really shy and nervous. And there was like thousands of people there. And all of a sudden this really bubbly girl came over to me and was like, Oh my God, you're Matt. I listened to your podcast and I'm a book club bitch in France book club. And it was like total fangirl mode. And I was like, ah, what's going on? And honestly, we just got on like a house on fire, didn't we? And we spent like the next couple of days together and we had drinks at the party on the first night and things like that. And yeah, we just really clicked. And I was like, I need to get her on the pod. And since then, you've even joined my Manifest with Mark membership. And now you've got your own academy. I just, yeah, it's amazing. Because I, I was a bit nervous about going over to you. I thought, no, I'm just going to do it. I, it's going to be a bit fun, girly, but I'm going to say hi. And yeah, it was just amazing to to meet with you. Because you feel, when you listen to a podcast, you feel like you know that person. But they obviously don't know you. Yeah. Obviously, we'd had some chats on uh, the DMs about allergies and stuff. Yeah. But... <laughs> other than that we yeah we hadn't really connected before so it was really lovely and I absolutely love the community the manifest with mark community um so yeah um a bit about me so I am a nurse so similar NHS background to yourself um and then probably about five or so years ago I had some big life changes and 
decided that I really needed to focus on healing and it's kind of all ended up in this turning into a coach and getting trained and then supporting other women where did you start on your spiritual journey like leading to where you are today because I know that you're a nurse but how did you get into kind of spirituality how did you get into mindset work you know like how how did all this come about for you um so I probably most of my life has struggled a little bit of feeling a bit different um I'm half German um but I was so I kind of speak German as my first language, even though I lived that here. Line, Claudia is pronounced yes. Claudia rather than Claudia. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Right. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so I always felt a bit different um, and I had quite low self-confidence um, and it kind of followed me through my life, I suppose. Um, and I, I felt there was something missing, but I didn't quite put my finger on it and I couldn't quite identify what was wrong. And then I was in quite an abusive marriage um, and that kind of came to a head when I was pregnant. Um, For people who don't know, uh, domestic abuse is either starts or gets worse in like so a third of domestic abuse cases get worse in pregnancy Mm. Um, or they start in pregnancy. And for me, that was very much the case. Things escalated and I was referred to um, talking therapies and the counsellor I saw was absolutely brilliant. And he was like, right, we're going to work on your self-love. And it was just, it was like a light bulb because I he gave me this um, exercise and it was to break down the week into one hour slots and then identify if there was anything in that day that gave me joy. And I looked through a whole week and nothing. It was all about serving others and putting everybody's needs before myself. And I literally, there was nothing. And I was like, how is that even possible? Um, and so he gave, he was very gentle, bless him. He built me up gradually, giving me these little tasks um, to do and then explored the idea that maybe the relationship I was in was actually being very harmful to me, um, which I found really hard to admit because I was pregnant, I was married. These are the things that I'd wished for all my life. I was, yeah. you know, every time, you know, that thing about when you lose an eyelash and you blow it and wish on it. <laughs> um I, everything was like oh I want to be married and have children um and I never stopped to really think am I marrying the right person mm. I was just so because I had such low self-esteem I was like oh you've asked me I didn't even think actually is this the right thing for me um so yeah it was a it was a journey and so when my little boy was three months old that gave me the courage to leave because I didn't want him to grow up seeing me treated that way mm. Um, I had a lot of support from um, a group called Eden Links, um, which is the Lincolnshire Domestic Abuse Service. Um, And there's also a charity called Sage Gardener, and they did a um, maternal well-being program. It was for both parents, didn't have to just be the mums, but it was for people who were pregnant or just had a baby. And it was in this beautiful nature setting and they did lots of like mindfulness techniques. And it was, so that was definitely part of like the healing beginning. Um, And then I wanted to look at more things. So then I kind of started going down looking at, I started listening to Fran's podcast. um, And yeah, it was just one of these things that you just, you start down the rabbit hole, don't you? And then you suddenly find more things and it keeps going. Um, and then I had Evie with my new partner, who's wonderful. Um, 
And I had really bad postnatal depression, which I wasn't expecting because it was such a night and day experience compared to my first pregnancy. But having two young children was so overwhelming. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) And yeah, and I think there's a lot of people, if you say you're having a hard time, they immediately go, but but you wanted children, but you're so blessed and they're healthy. And all of those things are true, but that doesn't mean that you can't be feeling sad and overwhelmed and like you're missing something because your whole life is about keeping these little humans alive. Yeah. But actually, you need yeah. to look after yourself to be able to do that properly. Um, so then I came across coaching. And I was like, do you know what? This fits. I was going to say, I think there's something in that as well, what you were saying about um, not feeling like kind of confident enough to leave and asking yourself, is this actually what I want? Just because he asked you to marry him and things like that. And I think a lot of people will probably resonate with that and relate to it because people don't like massive change in their life because that is a massive upheaval, isn't it? Especially when you're already pregnant, you're already grown a little human inside of you to then leave a relationship and potentially start afresh. That's a massive thing. And I think people will quite happily sit in that stagnancy and just sit there Mm. thinking, well, this is it for me. Do you know what I mean? So I think your story will resonate with so many people. Um, So, and I think self-love and self-esteem is a massive factor of that. And you were saying the fact that you couldn't find anything on your daily list of, you know, things to like find about yourself that you loved because you were always given to other people and people like that are quite selfless people. Do you know what I mean? They're always given to other people, but never filling their own cup up first. Yeah. And I don't know how much of it is, um, being in a caring profession, you know, I've worked in the NHS for nearly 21 years now and you, you're drawn to work, that work yeah. because you want to help people and you want to make them better um, on a kind of very aspirational level. Obviously, it's not always possible. Um, and that has an emotional toll. And so um, I've gone a little bit off track here. But um, so I predominantly support mums, but actually I winded out the Self Love Academy to any person because actually when I was talking to people about it there were so many people who aren't necessarily parents but actually they are very empathic they're nurturing and they give 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 and they need that and so that's why there isn't it when I first was thinking about it I was like oh a self-love academy for mums I was like no actually I think I'm just going to do it as self-love academy so that kind of leads us on a leading lady your self-love academy So how did that come about then? What did it involve? How did that kind of come to fruition? And you thought, this is exactly what I'm going to do. It's the self-love part of things. And I'm just going to open it up to like what you've just said there, anyone. How did that come about? Is it going to be an app? Is it going to be an academy, like an online forum? What does it involve? Um, So basically, I was doing a 12-week self-love. It's uh, my Mastering Self-Love one-to-one program with a client of mine, Emily, who is a wonderful friend. Um, And I asked her to describe her transformation in her words at the end of the 12 weeks. And she basically said that she had gone from being in the chorus line of her life not being able to take it like literally doing whatever anyone else wanted to actually becoming the leading lady and I was like that is beautiful and that perfectly describes that journey is that you you're kind of going along with what everyone and anyone else wants 
and you're not standing up for yourself and you're not appreciating yourself. You're just blending into the background when actually it's about going, no, this is my life and I get to make this decision. Whether that decision is that I would like to have pizza for tea instead of pasta Mm. or something a bit bigger. It's all of those little decisions that when you're struggling with low self-love can be really hard to say, actually, no, this is what I want. Um, So that's kind of where the name came from. And the idea behind it is that I really am passionate about building a community. Um, I was speaking to a lady yesterday um, and she was saying she's got a young child and found that when she said she'd had a hard day, people were very negative about that. And she didn't get like that support. And for me, it's I just want to have that supportive community where people can be yeah. real um, and then, you know, give that nurturing to each other and kind of fill the cup. Um, and so what the academy looks like is, so the platform is very similar to your platform that you use, like Kajabi, but it's a different one. Um, so there's um, video modules where I've done training uh, with workbooks, with like journal prompts and exercises to do. There's also like recorded uh, like self-love hypnosis and guided meditations. And then there's like a community on Facebook. And there's also twice a month group coaching calls where we can talk about a bit of accountability, but also like solution finding. So not problem solving. I prefer the solution finding because it just seems a bit more positive. And uh, yeah, just and then I'm going to do some like guest expert sessions as well. Oh, I love that. I think the biggest thing for me as well when it comes to self-love is having that accountability because as you know, last month, I think it was, we did the seven days of self-love challenge in the Manifest with Martup. And when I was going through, it was people were saying like, this is really simple stuff. But because I'm in a community of like-minded people, I've got that accountability to take part every single day. And that's exactly what people need. They need to be part of a wider group of people that are on the same level of mindset as them to spur them forward. And I think that's what works perfectly with like communities and academies like that. So when we go, when we're talking about self-love here, what do you personally define as self-love? Because Obviously, self-love is a a massive, vast kind of broad area. So what do you define as self-love and why do you think it's important for our overall well-being? Um, That's an excellent question. I love it. And I um, basically have found a lovely definition, which is actually by the Brain and Behaviour Foundation. And self-love is an appreciation for yourself. um, And you develop that through actions that support your physical, psychological and spiritual growth. And have a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. You take care of your own needs, not sacrificing your own well-being to please others and not settling for less than you deserve. And I just love that definition because I think it just encompasses everything. It's not about going, yay, I'm great. It's about doing the things. So it's like, you know, eating healthily and getting some movement in all the things that we've been doing in your challenges with Manifest with Mark, which are amazing. Join if you haven't already. Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> um, but it is it, like, it's really focusing on the things that are going to nourish you and nourish your soul yeah. and being really sure in what you stand for, what, so what are your values, what makes me, me, um, and then and kind of celebrating that as well but not in a like narcissistic way where you're like I'm the center of the world (laughs) 
the center of your own world. Yeah. I was going to say, I think self-love is a lot bigger than what most people see it as because there must be so many like misconceptions or myths about self-love that you often come across. But like when someone first mentioned self-love to me before I was into all this, I would have probably just thought it was, you know, taking myself off, having a bubble bath, having yeah. an early night. And that would be like my yeah. version of self-love. I might have put a face mask on. I might have trimmed my nails rather than biting them down or something. Do you know what I mean? But to me, that is self-love. But self-love is so much bigger as well. Mm. What are some of the other misconceptions that people have about self-love in like your land? Yeah. So I think a lot of it is that it's a not an, it's like um, a nice to have rather than essential um i think i will you know i'll do that at the end of my priority list i'll get everything else done but actually if you spend that time to really know who you are to nurture yourself and and make those choices that are going to lead you towards being your best self you're going to show up better for others you're going to be better able to care for others um and particularly when you're responsible for caring for other people, whether that's, you know, a family member or a child or if you're a carer or a nurse or whatever, when you're caring for those other people, if you're completely burnt out, you're not going to be giving them the, your best self. Whereas if you take that little bit of time and it doesn't take a lot of time. Which area did you work in? You name it. So I've uh, I started in cardiac um, and then I moved to intensive care. And then I moved to research and I've done research in literally in A&E, critical care, um, outpatients. Um, and now I'm trained as a professional nurse advocate. So my job at work oh. is to nurture and support nurses' well-being whilst improving patient experience and quality improvement and these things. So my two worlds of nursing and coaching are very much intertwined and I love it. I was going to say, because like, I think there's something in that as well, because you're a nurse, you're naturally already empathetic because you've got to be with your patients, with your other staff and your colleagues. And I think when you work in the NHS, you naturally, you, you're naturally taught that as kind of a day-to-day running of the NHS and the day-to-day business. So I think a lot of that, you able to transfer them skills over into your your wellness business, basically, aren't you? And I think it's probably given you the upper hand as well, because you deal with patients firsthand. And you'll probably see that, you know, patients end up in hospital because they're not giving themselves that mm. self-love, because they're doing things like off the cuff rather than like taking the time and filling their own cup up first so what are some of the like practical strategies or exercises that you do on a daily basis that like some of my listeners could implement for example to kind of cultivate that self-love themselves in their daily lives because it's not all just about like I was saying earlier like having a bubble bath is it it's about putting yourself at number one of your priority list isn't it so what are some exercises that people can do to, to kind of warrant that yeah um so you just reminded me of another thing about self-love and self-care is part of it is making sure that you take your meds and go and get a doctor's appointment if something's wrong. You know, um, I'm sure you saw it in your place. People leave it until they're literally at death's door, whether that's mentally or physically, before actually seeking help. I was going to say, can I just say, my mum, literally, she had this pain in the side of her knee in November, all the way through December, like for her 60th birthday, I don't know if you remember, I took her to see Abba in London, she was hobbling around and I said, go and get checked out. No, I don't want to be a waste of time. It turned out she's got 
oh, what's it called? A meniscus tear? Meniscus? Oh, gosh. Some meniscus? Something like that. Um, but she literally is still in pain now. And we're talking six months later. Oh she's got to have an injection in a knee, basically. And it's going to be like a, a huge painkiller. It's like a steroid injection or something. But she's had to go to physio. This has gone on for six months. And I said, if you'd have done some self-love initially, took yourself off to the doctors, you might have been able to get something to take that swelling down or reduce the pain straight away. But she's just waited and waited. And I think as a British culture, we don't like putting on other people. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes self-care does go out the window. So I can stiff up her lip, isn't it? It's like, no, I'll crack on. Yeah, but you're not going to get any other thanks for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, There's no medals. (laughs) (laughs) No, there isn't. There really isn't. Um, So that leads perfectly to the first thing that I think your listeners could do. And it's actually, it's really simple. And it doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't cost any money. So it's actually just to stop for a minute and ask yourself, what do you need in this moment? What you want is what you, what your need. So is it that you need rest? Yes, you might have a to-do list that's as long as your arm, but actually, are you going to be more productive if you just sit and have a little rest for half an hour and then try and do it rather than powering through? Um, So about checking into your intuition. And you can do that just by just sitting, closing your eyes and taking a few calming breaths in and out and then just asking yourself, what do I need in this moment? So that's, that's number one. Number two is be really clear on what you stand for, what your values, and what your definition of success is. So what, rather than getting caught up in, I want to do whatever other people are doing. So like, it could be that you go on Instagram, you think, oh man, their house looks amazing, and it's pristine. And you ignore the fact that actually you're working two jobs, and you just physically don't have the time to do it to that level or the budget you might not have the budget to go and spend all that money and it's been mm-hmm. it's been realistic and making it personal to you so you're not striving for something that's not even your version of success either um and then boundaries um and I've got a really good example that I think a lot of listeners will probably resonate with go for it so when I came out of my when I got divorced obviously I still have contact with my ex because of my son and he likes to uh, video call every day to have a chat to him and this was probably about two years ago or so and we're on the call and he was quite verbally aggressive and rude towards me so I was like actually you know what I'm not gonna stand for this I said I'm gonna hang up right now so I ended the call because I didn't want to my son to witness that um and I didn't want to receive it and that's my boundary and previously I would have taken whatever he was saying and probably got really upset um not saying it didn't upset me but you know I I would have taken it Mm. to heart and instead I actually sat there and I drafted a message which I sent and said if you cannot treat me with respect we will not be having these phone calls because I don't deserve to be treated like this and I also don't want Harry seeing this. Um, and since then, we've have, had no issues on those calls. Not saying that everything is perfect, but we don't have that. That behaviour has not been repeated. And it was really hard. That's good. I think sometimes you've got to set the boundaries, yeah. though, haven't you? And you've got to put your foot yeah. down because otherwise you'll find that, and it is a self-love mm-hmm. act, setting boundaries, because if you don't do it, people will walk yeah. over you and take advantage of you time and time again. And I think your ex-partner was 
clearly a bell end, but obviously um, <laughs> he just kind of was walking all over you and just thinking, well, I can still treat mm-hmm. her exactly how I was treating her beforehand when he was abusive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think by you setting your boundaries, that is yeah. an act of self-love from your part. And I think that's so, it is so important um, that you, because you're valuing yourself. So you're showing yourself that mm-hmm. love by saying, actually, no. I'm not tolerating that. I'm not going to be treated that way. That is not acceptable. Um, and you can be polite about it. You don't have to be rude when you're setting boundaries. And I definitely think if you do put a boundary in place, no matter how small it might seem, celebrate that you've done it because it's taken courage to be able to say no. And that might be something simple like saying no to an overtime shift at work or, you know, saying no to a party invitation. If you I've checked in with yourself and go, actually, I really need to rest. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And then feeling like you must go and yeah. please others and, you know, they really want to see you there. But actually, it's not in your best interest in that moment. Yeah. I was going to say with setting boundaries as well, the flip side of that is that, like, say, for example, you let him walk all mm-hmm. over you you would then start to become like self-critical of yourself. Like I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough because he is literally making you feel like Mm -hmm. that. So you would have all this self-criticism and negative doubt and self-talk inside. So how can we then shift our mindset and kind of develop a more compassionate and loving relationship with ourselves? How do we get to that point that we can physically say, you know, no, enough's enough. So it definitely goes, so taking a stop. So if you notice that negative, thought coming into your mind or that you're slipping into a more negative mindset is literally just take a pause and think Mm. right where's this coming from why am I thinking this is it true because often um and you know I can I as guilty as this is the next person I can dramatize things like oh this happened and it's the end of the world Uh, sorry that was the wrong moment Mark was just taking a drink of tea and I (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's it's like so is it true is this thought i'm feeling true and the chances are it probably isn't and probably Mm. we've gone down that kind of catastrophization thing where we've literally gone oh god it's the end of the world and actually it wasn't and then another thing if that if challenging whether it's true or not hasn't helped shift that that negative thought is thinking like well what would i say if my best friend was saying this to me 
Um, and it's really important because actually most of the time you would never say the things that you say to yourself to anybody else. We're so hard on ourselves and it's about giving yourself that compassion and going actually, right, okay, maybe I didn't do that to the best of my abilities, but if we look at all the things that are happening, actually it's amazing that I've done anything in this at the beginning. Yeah. We are so like self-critical, aren't we? And we always putting ourselves down. And but it's like what you said there that literally, like I, I was thinking, yeah, that's that's totally true. You wouldn't say something like that to your best friend. You wouldn't say that to a family member or even your partner. So why do we say it to ourselves? We are really, really negative on ourselves, and our we don't have much self-belief as a humanity, do we? <laughs> Would you even saying it to your worst enemy though? Either I think sometimes it's not even like yeah. what you wouldn't say to your friend. You wouldn't say to anyone. <laughs> But we seem to think that, okay, it's okay to to treat ourselves in that way. And actually, no, it's not. Yeah. It's so what, what does your morning routine look like then? Because, I mean, most people deal with self-care in the morning. So I'm just assuming that you do as well. But what kind of does your self-care routine look like? Do you kind of see that as, you know, like skincare? Do you see it as going outside and meditating? Um, do you have a half an hour in the bath, like child-free before they get up on the morning? 4 a.m. probably if you've got kids. <laughs> but but what, what kind of your routine? Um, <laughs> my morning routine is chaos um, <laughs> um no so basically it's usually that the kids wake up before me and then so this morning so we got in we've been in London yesterday and we got in just after midnight which is very late for us and then Evie woke up too but then she came into bed and had a little sleep with me so then she didn't wake up till late and obviously I'd booked today off work so it was it's a different morning. Um, but what I tend to do is when they wake up, I'll go downstairs, I'll leave them with Ed and I'll go and have my breakfast and I'll sit there and I'll just have a little bit of a quiet time before it all yeah. begins. Um, I use my um, LMS products. like So I have my, uh, like a face wash and stuff. And that always makes me feel like I've been pampered even if I'm actually just rushing. Um, and when I sh- uh, sanctuary shower gel, you know, just because... I don't want to save things for best. Why? Why why not? It's just it's a shower gel. Just, Do you just know what? I, I'm terrible for that as well. And it wasn't until like I joined the book club. We were doing a book in Franz Book Club once over. And it was kind of like I think it was on, on about significant upgrades or something. And it was like saying, yeah. Why do we save our best candle or our best cream or you know, our best dress or even best like china in the cupboards? Do you know what I mean? Like for for like using them as plates. Why do we save them for best? Why not yeah. like experience the joy that they bring all year round? And something is funny because when we uh, were at that event in March, I remember saying to you, your skin is absolutely amazing. And it was just so like full and like, it looks like full of collagen and it's so smooth. And I remember saying, yeah, what are you using? You were like, Elemis. And I was like, oh, fancy bitch. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking, (laughs) good for you that you can afford that and stuff. But then I thought, actually, no, like why keep buying like little crappy creams and stuff like that when Mm. you buy one good cream? And it'll do the job. I always say, like, um, buy cheap, buy twice. Do you know what I mean? Because I could buy the cheapest pair of trainers and I'll wear them to death. And a month later, I've got to replace them. Yeah. No, so obviously there's various tricks on this, but Prime Day on Amazon, you can usually get about 40% off. Really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll that. um But uh, yeah, no, it does actually last so long. 
um, because you need a tiny bit because it's such good quality. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend LMS. Um, not that I'm a beautician or in, or endorse <laughs> to recommend, but you know, if you're listening, LMS, I'm I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> um, but it is because it makes you feel. It just it makes you feel abundant. Yeah, and you know, and now I like family know that if they're going to get me a Christmas present, they'll get me my sanctuary shower gel that yeah. I really like and I'll have like loads of them and then I kind of go through it and then next time it's another birthday well, excellent stock up um but it just makes you feel it's just so much nicer and you forget about the fact that it's the crack of dawn and you having to get up and you're doing bits and pieces and then I've got on a half an hour drive to work and so I put on a podcast mm. um very often candy crystals so the kids oh, are just I- sitting in the back they get um <laughs> they get self-developed from a young age <laughs> um so that's kind of my routine and when then when I get to work there's like um I drop the kids off at nursery they're at nursery at the um hospital and um there's a little tranquility garden that was refreshed during COVID and so I go and sit in there and have just a little breather from transitioning from mum to work me um so definitely that and if I'm going to journal it'll be in the evening lush I was going to say like I wondered if uh, if you did any journaling or anything like that um I would love to do it daily but it doesn't always happen daily but yeah it's an it's a kind of pre-bed wind down yeah. and then um yeah I think a lot of people tend to do that as well because I find that journaling for me personally works best in the morning but I think some people like to do it at night to kind of clear their mind before they go to bed. Mm. So it's kind of they're scripting out what happened through the day, what they were grateful for, uh, what opportunities they had. And do you know what I mean? Doing their gratitude list last thing at yeah. night because then they can go to bed and they're like, ah, it's kind of a problem shared is a problem halved kind of thing. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, I can go to bed and relax now and go to sleep. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of people journaling late at night, so it's not just yourself. It, it also, like, it's just a really nice thing because you can kind of get to the end of the day and feel a little bit like, oh, I haven't done this and that. And then actually when you sit there mm. and think about it, you're like, actually, I've done all this other stuff and it's been, and yeah. I'm grateful for this. And it just kind of gives you, it's just a nice place mentally to go to sleep in. In a, in a kind of, you know, like how our world at the minute, we often emphasize like external validation, sure. don't we? So how can we kind of develop that strong sense of self-worth and kind of just love ourselves mm. unconditionally? Because it's all right you saying to someone, oh, you just need to love yourself more. But how do we physically get into that? How do we embody that self-love? Yeah. It's, do you know what? I had a conversation the other day with somebody um and they'd said something about they were going for multiple academic achievements and they'd achieved so many things. And I said, well, when does it get enough? And she's like, I don't know. I think I'm just going to keep on, I'm going to keep on having to find things. And I was like, uh, and it is, it's so common, isn't it? Um, that you're just constantly striving. And I think part of it is that we attach ourselves to labels so, you know, when we introduce yeah. ourselves, we're, it's like, I'm Claudia, I'm a nurse, I'm a self-love coach, I'm a mum, all of these things. And whether, you know, it's, you know, you could introduce yourself as a partner to somebody, but how often do we introduce ourselves saying, I'm Claudia and I love cross-stitching or whatever yeah. it is? Because um, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I don't know about you, if you think about when you're introducing yourself to people, 
Yeah. And I mean, it's a big one for me, identity, because when I worked in mental health, I was um, working in a recovery college and that's basically helping people um, see outside of their diagnoses. So there was like five main factors. It was to kind of make people feel connected to other people, to um, give them hope that tomorrow would be a better day, to give them identity away from their Mm. diagnoses, to give them meaning in their life and to empower them. So it was called Chime. Um, but I, for identity and giving them an identity away from their diagnoses, that's, that, that was really mm. a big one because like you said, we don't often um, identify ourselves other than what the main yeah. one is. So if I say, oh, I'm Mark, I'm a, uh, I don't even know what I refer to myself as. I mean, when we were at that event, people were saying, what do you do? And I went, what's hell crystals? <laughs> and that was literally all that kept coming up. And I was like, well, no, I'm actually a wellbeing coach. And do you know, like I, I, I do all this stuff online. I'm a podcaster. I'm now an author. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I've actually got loads of hats, but I'm always just, I'm Mark, I sell crystals. But it's like in mental health, for example, it's always like, or I'm Martin and I've got depression, or I'm Martin and I've got schizophrenia, or I'm Martin, I've got psychosis. Do you know what I mean? So I think having that identity away is giving ourselves that compassion. And we need that self-love to kind of give ourselves an identity away from that. Do you agree? Absolutely. And I think going back to motherhood, um, when you go to these baby groups, you, they don't even learn your name. You're like, you're so-and-so's mummy. You know, it's literally like, yeah, you'll find this. You'll find this when you get yours. You'll you'll be, oh, daddy. And it's like, I'm not your daddy. (laughs) 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 Because you'll have like grown adults just coming up to you um, and be like, oh, you're Jake's daddy. And you'll be like, no, I'm Mart. Yes, I am Jake's daddy. But, (laughs) and it is, it's so easy just, and everyone, the minute you get pregnant, people stop asking you how you are they're like so how's baby how's pregnancy it, like you cease to exist it's like you <laughs> cut off <laughs> it's just like you're just a basically a walk-in womb and it, it, of course you're just a breeding machine really weren't you yeah, yeah basically <laughs> yeah and um and similarly like you know with women who've had like quite traumatic deliveries and things people are like but the baby's fine yes yeah. and i'm very grateful for that but i'm broken and I need a bit of restoration here as well. Um, yeah. And so for me, I'm really passionate about making sure that people don't dismiss that and acknowledge it yeah. and say, look, this happened and I need some support with this, but not making that di- their identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which... it's, it's a massive thing, isn't it? Not making it their identity so that it's not defining them mm-hmm. as a person and a human being yeah. because we are so much more than just our identity aren't we it's like when your instagram handle is like so i have a chronic pain condition and i say if i've made my instagram handle about that that would be Mm. what everyone would focus on and that would be the thing when actually it's just an aside yes it impacts my daily life but actually it's not going to define me and that would be okay say for example you you had a charity or something that you were raising awareness for but you don't want it to physically define who mm-hmm. you are as a person, yeah. who your business is, because that's just a part of who yeah. you are. It has implications, obviously, on a day-to-day basis, but it doesn't define who you are as a person as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my def- – say, me, be like, hi, I'm Claudia. As you've noticed, I'm pretty chatty. 
<laughs> I like to talk. I like to meet new people. Um, it's about those. It's about bringing your identity back to you, and not thinking, "All oh, right, well, I do this as a job, or I have this yeah. role in society, or whatever it is, or I have this disease." Um, and in healthcare, we've obviously moved away from referring to people who like diabetic patient and be a patient who has diabetes you know it's that that we're shifting very much on a societal level to moving away from that and I think we just need to catch up so how does kind of self-love kind of intersect with like other aspects of our lives such as you know relationships we've talked Mm -hmm. about relationships a a bit but how does it kind of how does it intersect with like our careers Mm -hmm. and our personal growth like how can we bring about that self-love when we've got like a a hectic busy Mm -hmm. life for example it is so such a good question um so when um one of my clients was going through the 12 week um, one-to-one program. Um, basically they actually had two promotions in that time. They, yeah. Um, their like relationship with their other half massively improved because they were able to advocate for their needs. Cause how often has your partner said to you, how are you feeling? And you're like, oh, I'm fine. When actually you're not, you're really irritated. They've wound you up and you've said, you're fine but actually then you go and slamming slamming doors and whatever else because you're like but they don't know they don't know what they've done wrong well you haven't told them so part of it is having that confidence within yourself to say actually this is why I'm not feeling very well and this is what I'd like you to do and then that basically makes your relationship better because both of you actually talking to each other properly not like oh yeah I'm fine Oh, he doesn't get me or she doesn't get me or they don't get me, whoever, (laughs) whatever the situation is. But with um, career, um, this, the situation that my client had was that there was a colleague at work that was constantly offloading their work on them. And so she was spending all of her time doing their work and therefore not doing her own work because she didn't want to say no. So she started putting these gentle boundaries in place, politely, respectfully, not in a way that would get in trouble, but actually just saying, well, I don't have time to do that right now. I'm doing this, but I can do it next week. And then they'd go away and do it. And so she, and then actually also um, standing up and saying, if someone was taking credit for her work, so actually that, that was me. Um, And so, yes, that's how it led to those promotions. And then obviously pay rises and yeah, and just, you could just see the change throughout um, her journey. And so it seems like it is just in one part of your life, but actually it, it ripples out. It's that like kind of ripple effect that it just, it goes everywhere. Yeah. And it's about how you interact. And I'm like very conscious about the message I'm giving to my children as well. You know, actually we should talk about our feelings and we should talk about how things are impacting us and feel safe to be able to mm. do that. And not feel like we have to go, yeah, everything's fine. Or I'm okay. I won't cry. Actually, no, it's it's good. It's good to have emotions. We have emotions. It is good to have emotions. I mean, if we don't, we just bottle everything up inside. It's like what we were saying earlier about stiff upper Mm. lip. Um, I think even going through the adoption process, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this, but but basically in the training, we went through child brain development Mm. and things like that. And why kids act the way that they do and what mental health conditions they have and that kind of thing and I think it all just puts everything into perspective that we do need to talk 
And we do need to have that self-love and that self-compassion to allow everything to, to be spoke about. Because I remember bringing it up to my Nana, for example, last week and, and I'd said, well, what would you do in this certain circumstance if this child came to you and said they were suffering with X, Y, and Z? And she said, well, I tell them to get on with it. And I was like, but you don't do that these mm. days. Like in the olden days, yeah, it was stiff up a lip, like you say, and just put your head held high and carry on. But that's when you end up getting worse inside because you internalize and everything. And like I say, it's not a problem shared, problem half, because you literally got the entire thing going around in your head day in, day out. And as you were telling that story about that lady who got two promotions, I wrote down here, self-love radiates outwards. Mm. And I thought that is exactly what, because she's practiced that self-love and that has then radiated outwards. And other people have been like, she's amazing, let's promote her. Do you know what I mean? So it does, it spreads, it radiates outwards. Yeah, and like she want, wanted to go on annual leave and her colleagues were like, oh my God, we're going to miss you so much because you're just bringing everybody up. Um, yeah. And so it was, it was so visible. It wasn't that she was going and telling Ellen and Sundry that's what she was doing, but they'd noticed these changes. They'd like, wow, you've completely transformed and we don't want you to go yeah. on holiday because we're going to miss you, like our daily dose. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it does. It absolutely radiates. Um, and it's so important. So, Claudia, where can people find you online? Are you on Instagram, TikTok? Where can people find you? Um, so I am on Instagram, Facebook. I have a um, free Facebook group as well if people want to join. Um, oh, I'll I didn't know that. I'm going to join that. Yes, <laughs> you must do. Um, and I'm on Pinterest. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm not on TikTok and I'm not on Twitter. Well, I am on Twitter. Oh, you need to get on TikTok. TikTok is massive for self-love. <laughs> There's loads of self-love advocates on there. You need to get yourself on I there. I know, I know. I need to stop shying away from video. <laughs> you do. What I'll do is I'll pop all of your links wow. in the show notes below as well so that everyone who is interested in going to get to know about Claudia and her self-love journey and the Leading Lady Academy, they can find all the links in the show notes. Before I go, I have a um, a special offer for any of your listeners. Oh, so amazing. We- they send me a message on either Instagram or Facebook or send me an email. Um, I will give them a discount. Um, I won't put the details here, so I don't want it to expire. But yeah, if they just get me a message, I'll give them a discount and leave the products that I offer. If they just say that they've listened to this podcast. Yeah, if you just mentioned that you listen to Canny Crystal's podcast and drop Claudia a message, oh. and you get a lovely discount. Mm-hmm. Well done. Thank you so much, Claudia. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. Oh, it's amazing. Love it. And for everyone else listening, like I say, uh, feel free to click on the links to go and visit Claudia. And I will see you all next Friday for another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. Thanks very much, guys. Bye. Bye.